defensive tackles, edge rushers. That's today on the Best in Class podcast with Sean Sullivan, the JoeBucksFan.com draft guru. All the fun presented by Bill Curry Ford, a mile north of Raymond James Stadium, family owned, 63 years, Tampa's first family of Ford dealerships. They are fantastic. Sean is sprinting through these prospects. What you need to know about them as Bucks fans and NFL fans. Always a great listen. A lot of knowledge flowing. Get your pencils out. Here's Sean. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Best in Class with Sean Sullivan coming to you live from Bill Corey Ford Studios in Tampa at the new $28 million dealership of the future. Say hi, Grace. Hey, guys. Best assistant in the business. So very excited. Big week coming up. The draft party's almost here. It's almost here. We're almost there, guys. We're almost there. So today we're doing Edge, which is absolutely my favorite, obviously, besides quarterback and some offensive stuff. But I love – we're going to talk about some pass rushers. We're going to talk about the lack of um, defensive tackles in this draft, which I think is some really interesting stuff. But first, let's get a word from our sponsors. Bill Curry Ford, third-generation family business, continues to operate in Tampa and serve the Tampa community. You can visit us at BillCurryFord.com. Uh, See all of our amazing specials. We have a construction sale going on right now. Uh, If you haven't seen our commercials that are amazing, uh, you can see that on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And then also, I want to thank the Curry family for the opportunity to do the podcast. It's always so much fun. And I am looking forward to visiting Big Storm for draft night with uh, Joe Bucks fan. That's going to be super fun. And please look for my new podcast with Steve, Lee, and Ira that we're recording next week for the pre-draft recording. I'm very excited about that. I always get super excited like a little kid when I get to be around those guys. You know, those guys are are top in their field. It's always uh, fun to listen to them. The most read, clicked-on website for Bucks in the world. Joe Bucks fan. Again, and a shout-out to my friend LJ, uh, who owns uh, Big Storm. Looking forward to enjoying your new Ybor City location Thursday night. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, did I leave anything out, Grace? Am I good? No. All right, so uh, let's talk about football. This is, uh, again, the number one NFL 30-minute podcast of just pure content information in the world. No one brings you more information in 30 minutes than best in class. All right, let's get started. Will Anderson is my the consensus top edge rusher in the entire draft. I don't think that that's even debatable. I think if you if you look at all these different draft experts, scouts, Will Anderson is this year's Aiden Hutchinson, which should have been the number one pick last year. Does anybody remember who the number one pick was last year? Because uh, I can tell you that um, I bet you a lot of people couldn't name it. Grace, who was the number one pick last year? I don't know. Yes. Right. That makes perfect sense. Just like everyone else in the football world, it should have been Aiden Hutchinson, but I digress. Let's get back to Will Anderson. But Will Anderson is this year's can't miss edge rushing guy out of Alabama, 6'4, 253 pounds, uh, 4640, unbelievable athletic, super strong, has several pass rushing moves, had 10 sacks at Alabama last year, 12 QB hits, 13 tackles behind the line of scrimmage, 28 solo tackles from an edge rusher at 253 pounds, super fast, super tall. Let's uh, talk about some of the reasons why he is the number one pick. One, I just talked about the athletic. Dominant run defender. How many times have you, have you seen pass rushers that can't defend the run, right? We have a couple on the Bucks right now uh, that need to work better on their run defense. You know, Yannick is a guy, you know, that's, uh, that's a free agent right now, but I don't think the Bucks are bringing him in 
because of his run defense. But again, Will Anderson, combination of pass rush, and he's probably the best run defender in this group. Tremendous sacks per, uh, production. Extremely high character guy. Obviously passed all of his interviews. His arm length, 33, almost 34 inches. Hand size, almost 10 inches, right? Athletic beast. And again, he fits in a 3-4 scheme. So if the Bucks had a draft pick, you know, in the, in the top five, top four, top three, you know, and you're, and you're going to get the best pass rusher, this is a guy that would be plug and play in a 3-4. Todd Bowles would probably uh, do a backflip wherever he is if he could get Will Anderson Jr. on his team, but that's not going to happen. He's the consensus number one guy. If you haven't seen him play, go to YouTube. He's a lot of fun. Ten sacks. The guy finishes, and I know that's one of the things we talked about with Joe Tryon, is finishing at the point of attack. Here's a reason why Will Anderson can finish. Ten-inch hands. Just think about when he grabs on, right, and he's, and he's moving past with 34-inch arms and 10-inch hands, this guy is a beast, and he can move people out of his way, and he's going to finish. If he gets his hand on that quarterback, that quarterback's going down. So congratulations to Will Anderson. That guy's going to have a great career. My number two guy, Miles Murphy at LSU, uh, 6'5", 275 pounds, uh, six and a half sacks last year, eight QB hits, six tackles for loss, uh, 16 um, tackles in total. Uh, again, 6'5", 275, uh, very athletic. Uh, can play the run. He has uh, 33 and three-fourth inch arms, eight and a quarter inch hands. He also hit the bench 25 times, which I, I put that in my notes just because, you know, anytime it's over 20, it's, the guy's in good shape, okay? The guy got ready for the combine. He can play in a 4-3 or a 3-4, which is interesting because of his height and weight. So he's definitely, he could be a 3-4 linebacker at 275, or he could be a 4-3 end. So again, Miles is kind of like one of those guys, fits in both schemes, has good length, good size, good athletic ability, can play both the run and the pass. I think a lot of guys like him. Uh, I think a lot of scouts are, are interested in him. I think he's going to have an okay career. Like, I myself, I don't get impressed. Like, when I watch these players and I, and I say, okay, this guy, this guy is a good edge rusher. Is he better than Tyree Wilson's the guy we're going to talk about? And I'm going to say, what are the big differences between the two? I just like my, my guys to play the run and the pass equally. I don't just want a one-trick pony, a guy that's going to be a, um, you know, a two-down edge rusher. Murphy is not that. Murphy is a three-down guy. So I like that about him. He does a lot of things great, but he's not, he's not as explosive as Will Anderson, but he can grow into that. Moving on to, again, the guy I was just talking about, Tyree uh, Wilson. He's an edge out of Texas Tech, 6'6", 275 pounds, had seven sacks last year, nine QB hits, 10 tackles behind the line of scrimmage, 36 solo tackles. The guy at times takes over the game physically. He's just bigger and stronger than the guys he's playing against. 35 and 5 eighth inch arms. Hand size is almost 10 inches. Bench press, he did 23 reps. Here's a guy that's a 3-4 guy, right? So here's a guy that if he slips, and I'm not saying he's going to, but you know, there have been t- pundits that are really high on Tyree and some of the other ones who think he's more of a middle-of-the-first-round guy. If this is a guy that could plug and play in a 3-4 Todd Bowles defense from day one and bring size and physical dominance to it, and you sprinkle in some pass rush and some QB uh, hits, there's a lot to talk about with Tyree Wilson. I think he's got, a, he's got a chance to be pretty spectacular. And I also like the fact that he played uh, in a lot of games. That makes me happy when they're not one-year wonders and they're not 
they haven't played in six or seven games, and you're trying to say, okay, like Anthony Richardson, the quarterback for the, the Gators, right? Here's a guy that started one season in college football, and in that season, he didn't play well. So there's really not a lot to go back on and say, you're basically just projecting Anthony Richardson. You're basically saying, this is what he's going to do. This is what we think he's capable of doing. Well, Tyree Wilson has, has actually had production, and he's played in, in a lot of games, and he can do a lot of different things. So I, I like Tyree Wilson. I think he's a very interesting guy. And one of the guys that's the fastest moving up the board right now is a guy that's been linked to the Bucks in several uh, mock drafts, and that's Nolan Smith. He's the edge rusher out of Georgia, uh, 6'3", 235 pounds. He absolutely tested off the charts at the Combine. He can play the run in the pass, which would make Todd Bowles very happy. His arm length is 32 and 5 eighths, hand size 9 inches. He ran the 40-yard dash, gentlemen and ladies. At 6'3", 235, he ran a 4'3", That's a sub 4'4", 40. Athletic freak. As a matter of fact, the really interesting thing about Nolan Smith is same height, same weight, same 40 as uh, Micah Parsons. I'm not saying they're the same player, but they have very similar athletic gifts, same similar speed, same similar length, same similar weight and height. So here's a guy that fits into the buck scheme amazingly well. I know we haven't had our draft talk, uh, my draft podcast with Joe Bucks fan yet, and we haven't talked about who I think the Bucks could draft at 19. I don't know if, if, if Nolan gets to 19 because that's how fast he's moving up the board. But my goodness, can you imagine dropping him in? Now, I, I understand that we drafted Logan Hall last year and Joe Tryon the year before. And is, is Jason Light going to draft another defensive lineman for the third year in a row with our first pick? It's really hard to say. But I'm just going to tell you that if he's on the board, it's going to be very hard to pass on Nolan Smith. Um, another guy that has been linked to the Bucks by several uh, people is uh, Derek Hall out of Auburn. 6'3", 251 pounds, seven sacks last year, seven QB hits, eight tackles for loss, 33 solo tackles. Very, very strong run defender. Um, his pass rush is not as good as his, as his run defense. Arm length, 34 and a quarter, hand size exactly 10 inches, which means there's a guy that when he gets on the quarterback, he can get him down. 4'5", 40, vertical was 33 and 5 inches, broad jump was 10, 10'7". Um, he is a stand-up outside linebacker. He's definitely going to be an attacking front type deal. Um, Derek um, Hall, I've seen him as high as, as, the, as the, in the 20s in the first round and as low as the 40s and 50s in the second round. So... If Derek Hall is there in the second round, and I'm not saying he's going to be, this is going to be a guy that, that the Bucs are going to have to look at very seriously because of his, his, his strong run is going to make Todd Bowles happy. And the fact that he is developing with his length and speed, he can't develop into a, a solid pass rusher in the NFL. I think he would have more success in the NFL than he had at Auburn. My next guy is a guy that has been talked about religiously, by everyone. I've heard him as a top 10 pick in the draft. I've heard him uh, as low as in, uh, in the low first round. And I've heard him, okay, he's a second round pick. I've seen some draft pundits as a third round pick. And then and now he's back up in the top 10 on Mel Kuyper's deal. And I'm thinking to myself, how can this guy move up and down? The guy didn't start for his team at Iowa. I don't care what anybody says when they say, oh, what does that mean? Does that mean anything? I think it means a lot. Why would he not start? If he's, the, if he's one of the best 11 players, why would he, why would he not start? 
You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't understand. And I'm talking about Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa, 6'5", 264. He had seven sacks last year, nine QB hits, seven tackles for loss, and he had 14 solo tackles. So not a ton of production. And he again, he didn't start on Iowa. So this is what all the guys are talking about. They're talking about his length, right? He has tremendous strength. He has burst. He has length, 34-inch arms. His hand size, 11 inches. I mean, you, you can't make that up. The guy has massive length, okay? I get it. He's 6'5". He ran his 40, and uh, a sub-4, 640. He had a 31-inch vertical. He had a 9'10 broad jump. His short shuttle was 4'3", right? Three cone was seven seconds. Bench press, he did 17 reps, okay? So he's a five-technique. He can play inside. He can play outside, right? So this guy's scheme versatile. Jason Light would like that. He's not. He's absolutely not a perfect fit for the three-four Todd Bowles defense, but he can play in it. I don't want to like say he was only for this guy. It's six-five, two sixty-four. He has the speed to, to you know to play you know rush end. I understand that he's tall. He's fast. He has length. I get it all. He had fourteen tackles last year. Fourteen tackles. He had seven sacks. I get it. Uh, they're showing, oh my gosh, look at his, look at his amazing, he, he was a backup. It bothers me. I'm sorry. I understand that Lucas Van Ness might be the greatest pass rusher in the history of the NFL. But if I'm a scout, I'm a general manager, why am I taking a chance in a top 10, top 15 on a guy that didn't start for his college team? A guy that had 14 tackles. Lucas Van Ness is a second round grade player to me. At best, I think someone's going to reach on the guy, and we're going to see Thursday night because the first round has 31 picks in it instead of 32 because of Miami Dolphins forfeit. So that's very interesting. But again, he's my sixth best rated edge. My next one is uh, BJ Oljari from Auburn, 6'3, 244. Here's a guy that fits to 3 4 Todd Bowles defense, had five and a half sacks last year, seven QB hits, five tackles for loss, 35 solo tackles. Very athletic. Developing pass rusher, 34 and one quarter arms, so his arm length is great. Hand size, 10 and a quarter, great hand size for a pass rusher. Vertical, 32 and a half, broad jump, 10 6. This is a guy that does not play the run exceptionally well. This is more of a pass rush specialist instead of a three down guy. And that, that's where he's currently. It doesn't mean he can't develop like Joe Tryon. We all hope that Joe Tryon develops into a solid run defender and a guy that when he gets his hands on the quarterback can finish. That's what we're hoping. Same with Logan Hall. We're hoping that Logan Hall comes in with another 10 pounds of solid muscle and worked on his anchor um, because he has short arms. So we, we hope that he can athletically get over some of his length limitations. But, and that only comes with strength. But BJ, here's a guy that's, that's going to come in and get you some sacks, and he's going to have to develop the rest of his game. But again, he's my number seven guy out of, out of Auburn. So here's a guy that's been linked to the Bucks quite often. And I look at his tape and I'm like, okay, I see what everybody's talking about. He's a little undersized. But man, if, if he can put on some, a little bit of size with his length and his speed, this guy could be something really special. And that's Will McDonald. Here's a guy, 6'4", 240 pounds, right? 4'7", 40. Five sacks last year, six QB hits, five tackles for loss, 24 solo tackles. Good length. This guy plays with an, in, with an intensity and a motor that makes me so happy. My thing is, please, Jason Light, don't draft any more lazy players. 
guys that take plays off. Will McDonald is not that guy. Will McDonald is a guy that will give it to give you everything he's got every play. Arm length, 34 and 7 eighths. Hand size, 9 and a quarter. Excellent length, right? He's a stand-up edge rusher and a 3-4 outside linebacker for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This guy can play in Todd Bowles' scheme right away. Here's a guy that I that we that, you know most people were looking at in the second round, and it could be there in the in the 60s. You know, it could be there in the 70s. This way, this guy's moved up the board. This guy's probably going to be a first-round draft pick now, and I've seen him as high as the picking the, the Bucks getting him at 19, not trading down, picking up a fourth and getting him in the 20s. But I've actually seen him going in the in the top 20 picks in the NFL draft, and. Here's a guy that came out of nowhere. This guy was not on anybody's radar till this year. This guy at the Combine showed out, and then he had some production behind him. But when you watch the tape on him, he inspires you because he plays very, very hard. And if, if somehow Will McDonald fell onto the Bucks, I'm not going to be disappointed because I think that this guy has potential to be a star player, but he also has the potential – to fade out very quickly. And, uh, and that, that's my problem with some of these guys is there's some sure guys on uh, that I've just gone over. The guys that we know will be solid NFL players for a long time, just based on experience. Then you have these other guys like Will McDonald who teeter on that superstardom or bust, you know, teeter, basically. Because I don't, I don't have a lot of information on Will McDonald other than what he performed at this year and at the Combine. I, I will tell you that I was very impressed with Will McDonald's pass rushing moves. Like he's not he's not a one trick pony. He's not like a wide receiver that knows two routes, which is most of the wide receivers that come out. Their route tree is two routes. Again, Will McDonald is a guy that he could be the sleeper on this draft as as a pass rusher. My next guy is and excuse me if I mispronounce him. And everybody, I haven't heard anybody pronounce this guy from Northwestern's name correctly. So give me a break. Adebe Ware. I'm gonna. Say it as best I can. Edge at a Northwestern, senior, 6'2", 265, five sacks last year, six QB hits, five tackles for loss, 23 solo tackles, right? Can play basically every position on the front. He can play in, in and out, right? Has a high motor, just like Will McDonald we were just talking about. Arm length, 33, 7 eighths, hand size over 10 inches, which is excellent for a pass rusher, right? He ran a sub 4 5 40, 37 and a half vertical jump, 10 5 broad jump, 27 reps on the bench press. This guy studied grace. This guy knows what he's doing. His, you know, A lot of these guys come unprepared. It drives me insane. I was like, you know you're going to get tested. You know that you should be doing this in training. When you do 27 reps at 265, 6'2", right, with arms almost 34 inches, which means basically the short arm guys, grace, bench press a lot more, they, like they, more reps. This guy's got long arms. He did 27 reps. Congratulations to him. He studied. So he's a multiple gap defensive end, interior rusher, can play inside, can play outside. Again, his, I don't like his height at 6'2", but he's explosive. I do like that. And I, again, between him and McDonald, I do love watching tape on people that try every play. It really is something to watch when you're seeing these guys give every single thing they have on every play. I love that. So out of Warre, right? You 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 definitely are. A, you got a best in class star for effort. I'll tell you that right now. If you haven't watched his tape, watch some of his tape. He's relentless. Um, and again, he can play multiple positions, which is again what might make Todd Bowles extremely happy. 
Now, this, this guy, I'm going to talk about this, Keon White out of Georgia Tech, senior 6'4", 267, had seven and a half sacks, eight QB hits, 13 tackles for loss, 27 solo tackles. Now, the reason why I have him 10th, and everybody's like, Sean, everybody has this guy higher. I watched this guy get owned, you know, uh, uh, at, at the Senior Bowl and at the Combine. He looks like a freak of a man. Okay, let me go over his, let me go over his size again. 6'4", 267, right? 34-inch arms, 10-inch hands, unbelievable. Vertical jump, 34 inches, broad jump, 10, right? Bench press, 30 reps, 30, 30 reps at 267. The guy is an athletic freak. But when I saw him, when I actually saw him play against players, like, you know, that are similarly gifted, he didn't, he didn't shine. He didn't show me anything. He was like, just blah. And I was like, how could he have all of this length and speed and talent and not just – why isn't he dominating? If you, when he was doing an interview, his hands were down by his side, and, I, and I'm looking at his hands going, my, my goodness, th- th- this guy could, could just can move tackles out of his way, tight ends. He's just going to be able to grab and move and, and use that power. I mean, his length is unbelievable. He looks like, he, he's, he looks like he's been lifting weights since he was eight. Right, the guy, the guy's in amazing shape. Thirty reps on the bench press. If, that, if you guys haven't seen the bench press at the combine, it's worth watching. Okay, you can download it and watch it. It's very interesting um, to see how many guys come prepared and how many guys don't come prepared for the bench press. And I, again, the bench press doesn't make you a good football player. It doesn't make you a good pass rusher. I get all that, but what it does tell me is the guy takes the combine seriously and he takes his job seriously. That's what it does tell me. And when I'm looking at Keon White, I'm like, I just wish he showed me more. He'd be higher on my board if he had showed me something. He got stonewalled so many times, and he, he wasn't using his power. You know, he was trying to do a lot of this, uh, like swimming. He was trying to do a lot of pass rusher moves instead of just, man, sometimes you just line up in front of a guy when you're 6'4", 267, and you have his strength. Just knock the guy off the ball. Push him back into the quarterback. I just, I just didn't see what I wanted to see from him. I hope that's not a precursor for his NFL career. I hope he figures it out. I wish him all the best. He just did not impress me. But that's your top 10 pass rushers that I have in this, in this year's draft. And again, there's, a, there's two that were linked to the Bucs, and Nolan Smith and Will McDonald. Those guys have been constantly mocked to the Bucs. I don't think we could go wrong with either one if we go pass rusher. Wow, I, I think both of them have a tremendous upside, and both of them have speed and pass rushing moves to be a 3-4 outside linebacker in Todd Bowles' um, system. So, again, let's move on to the tackles. Now, what are the reasons why I think that we signed um, the tackle from the Rams is because the, the defensive tackle depth in this draft is pretty awful. This is not a defensive tackle draft. We're going to go over some tackles, and, and I, I can tell you that there's, there's one guy in this, in this tackles, and we're going to go over it, that, that has the talent to be the number one um, pick in the draft. But, he, man, does he, he just got a lot of problems associated with him, and we're going to go through that. But I want Joe Bucks fan listeners to really understand that defensive tackle is not going to be a draft-rich place here. There's going to be a couple guys that we could probably look at in the third or fourth round. Um, but other than that, uh, again, the pass rushers, yeah, there's, there's 10 pretty decent pass rushers in this draft. Just no, no tackle. So I think, I think what you're going to see is the Bucks are going to have to figure out what they're doing. I, are they going to re-sign 
you know, I would love for them to re-sign Sue for one last year. And I know everybody's, oh, he's old or whatever. It, yeah, but he plays at a high level. And he plays with a high motor. And he doesn't take plays off. He's never hurt. And he's a glass eater. So maybe I do like that for my team. You know, Golson's still out there as well. I think that we're, you know, uh, we're, we're going to have to have some depth peaches. I just don't think that we're going to get this depth from, from the draft. But let's start. Let's start with the first tackle, right? Jalen Carter out of Georgia, 6'3", 310 pounds. Uh, One-year starter at Georgia, right? Had three sacks, two forced fumbles, 32 um, tackles, and 16 solo tackles. And for you guys who don't think those numbers are high, it's, they're actually pretty uh, – 32 tackles is a lot for an interior lineman, okay? So he, he, gets, he gets his hands on a lot of tackles. Tremendous power, tremendous athleticism. I, I don't see as much pass rush as these other guys see in him. I think he's more of a run de- uh, defender right now than he is an, an attacking pass rusher. Um, you know, he's basically a three technique, you know, he's going to be like a single gap guy, you know, in, in the NFL. I understand all like where all the scouts say, oh my gosh, he's physically dominating. Listen, the guy takes plays off. Okay. Watch his tape. The scouts come out and say, he doesn't take the coaching. Well, he doesn't like to practice and he, he races cars in his, in his off season and, you know, gets arrested for, you know, for being involved in an alleged fatality, which is all tough stuff for a young man. Remember, we sometimes forget these are children. These are children, right? They're not grown men yet. Um, this man, you know, has a lot of growing up to do, and I hope that he does it. But this is not Warren Sapp. This is a guy that can come in the NFL and be a tremendous day one starter, you know, brings a lot of physicality and athleticism to your defensive line, is he going to be a leader? I, you know, I don't know. I really don't care. Can he go in there and actually play the game? He's got 33 and a quarter inch arms, 10 inch hands, which is fine. Again, didn't see much pass rush out of him. He's going to clog up double teams. I, I don't think that he has a talent to be the number one guy um, overall. Like, you know, a lot of the scouts were saying, well, if it wasn't for the quarterbacks, this guy, I, I don't get it. Right? I don't want a guy that doesn't practice hard who takes plays off. I don't want him on my team. Uh, I don't see it. I think Jalen falls down. I don't think he falls past the Eagles. And I think that the Lions, who need a run-stuffing physical guy, I don't know if he gets past the Lions out of the top 10. There's just so many question marks about Jalen Carter. Uh, it's really hard to, to really pin on like what, how he's going to be. But he's by far the best tackle that I've seen in the draft and watching tape and scouting. Um, the next guy is uh, Brian Breesey out of LSU, um, 6'5", 300 pounds. <sighs> the thing about him is three and a half sacks, 15 tackles, nine solo tackles, natural athleticism, can make some splash plays, which is, you know, his arm length. I think his 32-inch arms, that worries me. That's a big red flag for me. The 10-inch hands, it's, it's, it's redeeming. He's got some there, 22 reps on the, on the bench press. You know, he's a base end, you know, Kind of a nose tackle, and, and, and he needs to be in like a penetrating front, which is all very similar to what we were talking about with, um, with Carter. But the one thing that, you, that I've got to see with him is he, he gets, um, gets beat a lot. Um, he gets manhandled sometimes, and I don't know how well he breaks through double teams. Um, and again, uh, um, it's, it's, he's, a, he's from Clemson, not LSU. I, I know I said LSU. I'm sorry about that. He's from Clemson. But my, my, my point is, I don't know how well he's going to do when I'm watching him, um, you know, at, at the combine and you're watching him 
you know, when you watch some tape and you're like, okay, he makes some splash plays. But where, where is his consistency at the line of scrimmage? Where, what is he doing to, to, to win and beat uh, the, uh, the, the other team? I, I don't know. I, I find him to be very inconsistent with his plays. You know, and, and it bothers me when someone says, oh, the guy's got a lot of natural talent. I don't know what that means. Is he big and strong? Yeah, they're all big and strong. Can he, is, he, is he fast? Yeah, he's, he's got some quickness. He can get up the field, right? But other than that, I, I mean, he leaves me kind of like a question mark. And, you know, and Lee DeKemper texts me all the time, and he, he sent me some, some video. He's like, have you seen this video of, of Breesy just getting manhandled? And I was like, yeah, it, it, he does. He, he gets moved around quite a bit on that, uh, in double teams. So, listen, I don't know, Joe Bucks fan listeners, where this guy is going to fall. I don't think he's anything more. I don't, I don't think he's a first-round draft pick. I think he's a second-round pick. I, I, I think he's going to get pushed up the board because of the lack of defensive tackles in this draft. I think he's going to get drafted higher than he should. People are going to put more expectations on him than they should, and that's the way it's going to go. This next guy, I think, should be on the Bucks' radar, and that's Mozzie Smith, right? He's out of Michigan, 6'3", 326 pounds. He, he only had one sack and one forced fumble, but he had 49 tackles and 23 solo tackles. And let me just tell you, well, Sean, he's not a pass rusher. He is not a pass rusher. This is, you know, Vita Vea is our pass rusher. Mozzie Smith eats up double teams. Can you imagine if you put him next to Vita Vea? What are teams going to do? You can only double team one guy. You're not going to double team both interior guys. You're going to have to double team Mozzie Smith, right? You're going to have to. And then it's going to free up Vita Vea to get up, you know, to get some sacks. And it would also help our linebackers. You know, let's just say Devin talked about, Devin White talked about the fact that he's only as good as the defensive lineman in front of him. And that's a very powerful statement. There's a, that's a whole nother podcast to go over. But he is right about the fact that defensive tackles must engage the tackles and guards to, to, so that, that the, the linebacker can fill gaps. And they have to do a good job. And this guy is a space eater. 6'3", 326, 33 and 34 inch arms, hand size, 9 and 3 fourths, 34 reps on the bench press. He is the strongest defensive lineman in the draft. And he's a run-stuffing nose tackle. He's fit for a 3-4. No, no kidding, right? So this is a guy, no pass rush, Bucks fans. You're going to get no pass rush out of him. Maybe one or two sacks a year. This guy is going to commit to the run. You're not going to be able to run the ball on him, period. But if you put him next to Vita Vea, he is going to be a very physical, space-eater, nose tackle, throwback guy, super strong, uh, can take on double teams, free up Vea, help your linebackers, uh, White like White and Levante David to make better plays, Shaq Barrett to make to make plays. Here's a guy, maybe third round. Let's just say, I mean, he might get moved up because again, there's not a lot of tackles, and he has been very impressive with uh, with a lot of the scouts that have talked to him. He's he's really done well as interviews. So he came from a well coached team in Michigan. So basically, he could go in the second round. Let's just say if he falls to the third round. You know, the Bucks are going to have to take a serious look at him. Again, the next guy, uh, Kajina Kansi. Now, he's my fourth guy. And, and I've seen him mock to the Bucks at 19. I've actually seen him as high as 10. As, t- as 10 in the first round. So this is a very interesting guy I want to talk about. He's fourth. I actually have Mozzie Smith, a guy that can't rush the passer higher. And I'm going to tell you why. So Kansi is a six-foot, 275-pound defensive lineman. Right? Not, that's not good size. He had seven sacks, 31 tackles, six, 18 solo tackles. Those are great stats for sure. The guy is a 
absolute penetrator up the field guy. And, and the Bucks had one of those guys in Gerald McCoy. He'd get all the way up the field right off the ball, completely out of the play, and then he'd run the ball down the field for 25 yards. So, you know, so Gerald McCoy took, him, took himself out of place. If he, if he So many times he would just penetrate up the field for no apparent reason. I saw that a lot with Cansey on, on tape. As far as um, his toughness and his motor, like, listen, it's there. Here's the problem. Arm length, 30 inches. Right? Do you know who has longer arms than, than this defensive tackle? This guy. Okay? Hand size, nine, nine inches. Okay? So his length, he's only six foot. So just remember that he has no length whatsoever. His arms are very, very short. All right? For a defensive tackle. So short. That when I did the when I was looking at the statistics about how many people actually succeeded with arms and, and and became a pass rushing defensive tackle, I couldn't find one. So this would be the unicorn. He would be the guy that 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 breaks the NFL mold if this guy actually becomes something uh, of, of a of a star in the NFL. Four six seven forty dash is incredible for a man his size, right? Obviously, the guy can penetrate and attack the quarterback for sure. The problem is he's not getting off blocks. You watch. It might have worked at Pitt. And the NFL, the NFL is just a different, it's a different animal. And everybody's going to compare him. They're like, oh, well, there was another guy at Pittsburgh um, that everybody doubted named Aaron Donald. And, and he was undersized and he wasn't tall and he wasn't. You know what Aaron Donald has? Long arms, big, gigantic hands. He has a, and he's strong as death. Okay, he has a massive anchor. Like you can't move Aaron Donald. He is he is a Superman, right? This is not him. This is not the only reason why you're comparing the two is because they're both undersized and they both played a pit. That's the only comparison. The rest of it's ridiculous, right? He doesn't have the length of Aaron Donald and he doesn't have the strength of Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald has tree trunks for legs. All right, this guy has branches. It's not the same. It's 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 kind of silly when you think about it. Listen, I don't, I'm not here hating on Cansey and telling him that he's going to be a terrible player. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying he is not a top 10 talent in the NFL. He is not a guy that I would draft at 19 for the Bucs um, just based on, on his size. And listen, again, I'm going to go through this again, Bucks fan listeners. This guy might be the greatest pass rushing defensive tackle ever to play the game. But I'm not the guy that's going to run, take a chance on a guy that's in the one percentile in defensive tackles. And let me just... Elaborate on that. The way defensive tackles are evaluated at the combine, right? They're, it's a hundred percent percentile, which means you're at the top of the list. So if you do, let's just say, let's do bench press because it's easy. If you do thirty bench press, let's just say you're in the ninety-two percentile of all defensive tackles, which means you're at the very top. You're basically saying, okay, this guy's in the ninety-two percentile. If you're in the one percentile, that means that you are one of the worst defensive linemen, if not the worst defensive lineman, on combine testing in the draft, right? Cansey was a 1% and 2% consistently defensive tackle when it came to athletic testing. That's a big problem for me and with length and size. It, it worries me, and that's why I couldn't take a guy that high. If I think this guy is a second-round pick, Possibly a third-round pick. And he's going to get drafted higher for sure. You guys can all hate on me on Joe Bucks fan. I love it. I love it when you guys listen and hate on me. It's fine. Or give me compliments, which is fine because I have an ego problem. 
you know, I'm, I'm very self-deprecating and I, I have an ego problem, right, Grace? So basically, I love, um, first of all, I love all the comments. So please give me all your comments. It's, it's, I enjoy them all. But this guy, Cancy, is going to get drafted higher, but I think you're going to see him struggle when real guards and real centers and real tackles get their hands on him with 30-inch arms, he's going to have a really tough time. Unless he's just going to get past him like Gerald McCoy did. And By the way, Gerald McCoy had length and size. If he's going to get up the field, they're going to push this guy out of the play every single time. We'll see how it goes. I think he's extremely overrated, and I, I hope the Bucks don't get near this guy in the first round. Uh, Keanu Benton uh, out of Wisconsin, 6'4", 315 pounds, four and a half sacks last year, 36 tackles, 20 solo tackles. This guy, another guy like Mozzie Smith, incredible power, incredible run stopper, 33, almost 34-inch arms, nine and a half-inch hands, right? 25 reps. He's a nose tackle for sure. Another guy that I think the Bucks need to be looking at, Benton. I love this guy. When you watch this guy, they don't move him. They, they, he, gets, he fights the double teams. Watch the tape with this guy. Same with Mozzie Smith. The, the, the two guys are trying to push him, and guess what he's doing? He's holding them like the wall of Jericho. Nothing's happening. And then all of a sudden, when he decides to do something, right, he frees up his linebackers and his edge rushers. So if I'm Todd Bowles, I'm looking for a Mozzie Smith or a um, – uh, can you, uh, Benton, I'm looking for one of these guys to get up in there and, and start learning. But I understand we drafted Logan Hall last year, and I understand, you know, Logan Hall doesn't have great length and he doesn't have great strength right now, which is something he can control. And my, my thinking is this. If I'm the general manager or I'm a, I'm a major scout and I'm talking to the general manager, why not get guys that we know we don't have to roll the dice on? Everybody wants – the roll the dice on these guys, like let's just say um, Bryce Young. Like I said, Bryce Young might be Joe Montana, okay? But he's 5'9", 179 pounds. I don't care what he was at the, at, the, at the combine. It's all fake, right? The guy's 5'9 and a half, and he played at 179 last year, okay? We, everybody can talk about, well, he played at a high level. He played against top competition. Yes, until the one hit ends his career because he's little, right? I don't... He might be the best, and he might be the Doug Flutie. He might go through this entire thing. He might be Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon was very small coming out. That was a big knock on Jim McMahon. So basically, he might come out and be the greatest quarterback ever. But if you have a guy that's sitting there at 6'5", 236, and has a cannon for an arm and completed over 70% of his passes and played at a big school, and you had the choice to pick between the two of them, you're going to pick the 6'5 guy because you know that in the NFL you need to be more durable. And the chances are the 6'5 guy is going to be better than the 5'9 guy over the next 14, 15 years that he's on for your franchise, right? Tua Tonalova uh, literally had five concussions on the record last year. Five. I don't, if they, I don't even know how that guy's still playing. I don't even know why the doctors let him on the field. He's little, but he isn't anything. He's Superman compared to Bryce Young. He's twice Bryce Young's size. Bryce Young and, and Deshaun uh, Jackson are basically the same, the same size. So that, that's pretty much what it is. The reason I'm getting back to this is, um, getting back to the defensive linemen, why roll the dice on guys that have this humongous upside when you can get a guy that you know is going to be a solid NFL player and eat up snaps, and you know right off the bat that this guy is going to be okay 
if not spectacular. Let's say he's not spectacular. Let's say that Benton and Smith are not spectacular nose tackles in the NFL. They don't need to be, okay? I would rather take those guys and have them lunch pail it up all day long and eat up snaps and, and stop the run than all the guys that are going to take a chance on a guy like Cansey and, and have him fail. I just don't get it. I don't get what – it's almost like the scouts try to outsmart themselves, Grace. It's like they, they can't see what's right in front of them. Stop gambling. Take the sure thing. Aiden Hutchinson last year, he was the sure thing. Production, pedigree, history, starts, size. Oh, and by the way, he, he set all the records for, for pass rushing uh, for the Detroit Lions, and as a rookie, he had double-digit sacks. But, again, I was super right about that, right? They took Trayvon Walker on potential. He played on the number one defense in college football, possibly the number one defense ever assembled in college football, and didn't rush the passer very well and didn't stop the run very well. He made splash plays, and he had and and and, and they picked him based on that because they saying they're saying okay, Aiden Hutchinson is a sure thing. We know that he's going to come in the NFL and he's going to surely get eight sacks a year and he's going to have a great career. But Trayvon Walker, on the other hand, could be higher. His potential could be higher. Okay? You passed on the sure thing to go after this unicorn that might be good or might be bad. I don't get it. That's how these GMs keep losing their jobs. That's why head coaches keep losing their jobs, because they overthink this. Okay? They overthink it. Draft the guy with the, with the arm length. Draft the guy that has the proper weight and anchor. Draft a guy that's hit the weight room that you don't have to put 25 pounds on him after his rookie season to make him at least a decent NFL player. Take a chance on nobody, right? And by the way, draft the best player available. Just do that. Just draft the best. Forget your team needs. Team needs are why general managers get fired because you reach for these defensive linemen. You're gonna, somebody's going to reach – for this tackle, someone's going to reach for one of these edge guys because that's what they need, and, and they're going to pass on somebody like B. John Robinson or Gibbs out of Alabama or Jackson Smith or Addison. They're going to pass on these players who are superior players than what they're drafting just because of team need. It drives me crazy. Grace, what time am I at? 45 minutes. 45 minutes. I ran a little long. I went a little long-winded, but still the best podcast in the whole world. Brought to you by the best, absolute best webpage, best journalist, best people in the whole world, Joe Bucks fan. Two million people hit a, a, a month. How could you go wrong with these guys? Best people in the world. Looking forward to my podcast. You guys, I'm doing um, safeties and corners for my next podcast. Look for that very soon. Again, follow us at Bill Curry Tampa, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Visit us at BillCurryFord.com to see all the great construction specials we have on. And I look forward to seeing you guys next time. Go Bucks.